All right, welcome back to Board as Hell. I'm Jim. Today I'm here with... I'm Kai. I'm 22. I'm British. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, I'm Luke. I'm 18. I'm also British. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm slowly being re-engulfed by the, the country that we threw out over 225 years ago. All right, let's not get into this straight away. All right, let's just yeah. leave at least yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, let's <laughs> let's not get into Hamilton just yet. <laughs> well, Kai, Kai is my little sister, so no matter what, I still have the British ties. So, yeah, exactly. You, you I just like <laughs> I just sit on the side. I'm like the the odd cousin of the family. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's basically, sorry. I was just going to say, basically, the way we all met is just from the Rooster Teeth community. Just in case anybody was curious. Yeah. Yeah, a community that I've been a part of for quite a while. But I yeah. got into it, um, it's maybe max been two years because an ex partner of mine sent me loads of um, the Rooster Tape. Uh, I, apparently, I cannot speak today. Uh, Rooster Tape Animated Adventures. And he sent me the NASA one. And then I was yeah. hooked forever, especially after nice. finding uh, day five. Nice, nice. I uh, I found it through um, fails of the week. Actually, I I stumbled across the playlist on like the YouTube recommended bit and started watching, and then that was it. And then I found the achievement horse that they started. So that must have been what 2013, 2014, around that time. Yeah, and around um, that same point. And I've just been hooked ever since, really. Yeah, and I've. I came into the community because of my friend uh, Alex. She basically told me to check out uh, RT podcast because I told her I like slow mo guys, and I didn't realize they were linked. And uh, that was that. Then I've just been an addict ever since. Yeah, it, it yeah, does I become an addict. Content straight into the vein. I think most Rooster Teeth fans or fans of slow mo guys like they have to have that realization point when when their likes cross over that oh my god these two things are linked because I <laughs> I had it and I was like hey that's that's the guy that was on the TV once talking about his slow mo videos who is he literally <laughs> I, I had the same sort of realization but my step my stepdad he was watching some slow mo guys so like what channel is that and he's like oh it's a channel called slow mo guys I'm like. So I ran to my computer. I was like, I must find out. Watch some more slow-mo guys. I was like, it's Gavin. Oh. <laughs> Just like completely messed with my head for a bit. It's great fun, but... <laughs> I, I have to go on a tangent quickly because well, I've been wanting to say about it for like two days now. Um, highly I'm... unusual of you, but still. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm reading a book called um, Utopia for Realists and How to Get There. And I've just got to, I think, chapter four, and it is talking about the French Revolution. And if you don't think my brain is thinking about Hamilton in the second act, you are sorely mistaken. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, where's uh, Lafayette? <laughs> <laughs> He's already drafted the declaration. <laughs> uh, I, I just love how like, there's two Brits here that are super fascinated with a play and musical that ends up having uh, the first third of it being about getting rid of you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you because from what I've seen through history, he, it wasn't a nice time for the Americans. So I, I don't blame you for getting rid of us. <laughs> it weren't having the best time. But <laughs> the, the best part what of that exactly whole thing is the reason, why, the reason why we came to the new world was because of uh, the fact that you guys threw us out initially because we were the Puritans and so uptight. You guys said, get the fuck out. Pretty much. <laughs> and then there's Australia where we just threw all the convicts and we're like, they can go to that island and stay there. Except Perth. <laughs> Let's give the people in Perth some credit. They weren't yeah, convicts. But... <sighs> it was basically yeah. our little jail in the middle of an ocean. It was basically our Alcatraz. True. We could just send boats. I'm not saying Perth is anywhere anybody else would normally want to go. I'm just saying they weren't the convicts. True. Christ. I, know, Australia. History with... I have to ask you this question, Luke, because you're a fellow Brit. Go on. Do you put on a fake British accent whenever you sing a song with the king in from Hamilton? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> like, it's so stupid. We love an American musical so much that we have to fake our own accent just to sing the songs. <laughs> like, hang on, I'm not British enough. Give me a second. <laughs> well, I've discussed this before with Kai. I think I've mentioned it with you before, too. Luke. The reason why you guys sing more like I speak is because we speak in the in the U.S., the way that you fuckers used to be before we threw you out. And then the posh fucks <laughs> and the royalty all decided to put on the accent that you guys have now. So, and the yeah. entire country Two things I don't forgive you guys for. Losing the H what? in Herb. Like, why the fuck did that happen? And also... We're efficient. When did you stop saying leisure correctly? What is leisure? No, we mean leisure. <laughs> I was watching a Jenna Marbles video and she's like, I'm in my leisure suit and it took me a solid minute to to figure it out what she was on about. The only reason I know how Americans say leisure is because of Trivial Pursuit and when they're all like, oh, sports and leisure and every time I go, it's leisure. <laughs> it's like, Listen here, you fuckers. We are more efficient. That's why we dropped those useless U's out of words. No, they're not useless. <laughs> <laughs> the word is still the same, even without the U. <clears throat> but, like, when Americans or Canadians say herb, like, it like it annoys me to the point I could hurt someone. It's well, the, the best most, part is, is it's it not is consistent most, either. It's the most it's stupid not. thing to be annoyed about, but it, it annoys me more than, like, anyone could ever say anything bad about me. <laughs> like, you could say the most horrible thing to me, but you say herb in front of me, and you're dead, gone. Out shoot. That's it. But like you I was saying though, it. the best part is it's not universal because if it's the spices and herbs, that's one way. But if it's oh, a guy, guy's name is herb. So oh. in other words, instead of the word moist for you, it's herb. Oh, don't. I hate oh, we, we've got another moister. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't mind moist. No? No, she minds herb. It doesn't get to me. Okay, here's another one that, that people don't usually know. Gusset. Yep, that doesn't get to me as well. Ah. And also, the other one that I think gets to people is crevice. Some people don't like that, but that doesn't get to me. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything. I, I yeah. don't get it, personally. None of those words get to me. It's just like, it's just a word. Maybe it's because I think of cake when I think of the word moist. <laughs> Maybe it's my uh, you, know that after, you know that after this, Luke's just gonna like message you randomly at some point tonight or tomorrow with just ERB. ERB. Just so that you have to read it that way. This is no. not becoming a thing. I don't no. mind being called poor, but no. uh, it's not happening. No apostrophe, no capital, just little e, little r, little b, herb. And you'll know what's missing. <laughs> And he's going to put a space before it, too, just so that you even have the empty character. I'm going to put an underscore so you can write it in. Well, Jim, I will tell you what will be missing from it is a little piece of my soul every time he says it. I mean, just because he's a fellow Brit doing it? Yeah. Well, I'm meeting him, so I'm going to kick his ass if he does. Oh, thanks for that. That would be hilarious. The, the other thing that, that worries me about Americans is the fact that some Americans hate other Americans. <laughs> depending, depending on state, you can hate other Americans. Like in England, like Alabama. Yeah, yeah, everyone hates Alabama. <laughs> and New Jersey. <laughs> like in, in England, okay, some of the Southerners don't like the Northerners and some of the Northerners don't like the Southerners. But <laughs> if, if it's like them, if it's the Southerners have got to get on with the Northerners or they've got to get on with the French... <laughs> People are always going to get along with the Northerners. But I feel like there's a difference because it depends on if you're talking about England or the United Kingdom because then that becomes a very oh, different becomes, story. That becomes a whole And everybody other hates thing. the English. Now, everybody hates the English, but the English hate the Welsh. Because, the Welsh hate... <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, any person that has grown up in the UK and is British knows that Wales means sheep shagger. Literally. I mean, but you guys, guys give us shit about the states. True. But if you ask anyone else outside of the UK, which country in the UK shag sheep, they'll say Scotland. <laughs> that hurts my heart. Honestly, as a part Scot, I'm slightly offended. Uh, I just know about the Welsh part, partially because of uh, Rooster Teeth and partially because of having gone there. So yeah. I know the whole which end of the sheep are you on 
<laughs> the end without the teeth. Um. Yeah, but with with America hatred, we also not only do we hate each other, and mm. we hate each other regionally. Like, I'm in I'm upstate New York. I was born and raised an hour north of New York City. So we all hate the people that live in the city because they're cities. They don't know how to behave or what to do. Right. So no matter what, we'll always make fun of cities, especially when they first move up here because then they make driving for us more complicated because they don't know what the fuck they're doing and anytime it snows, they go like two miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And not only is it two miles an hour, it's like two miles an hour in like a 1996 Honda Civic. Talking about snow. I know. England had mm-hmm. this massive snow. Well, I say massive. We had a snow belt a couple of was it a couple of weeks or a couple of months back, and I'm not kidding. Me, I'm assuming it's a few months. Everyone in England lost their mind. Well, I completely damaged my feet because of it. Um, I couldn't walk for about two days <laughs> because I was an idiot and decided to wear like army star boots out in the snow. <sighs> yeah, they don't have but insulation I, in them. Also. May I also add that I hadn't broken in <laughs> to make it just that bit worse. Jeez. I had to limp all the way home. I was in so much pain, I was crying. Um, I yeah, remember when you hurt a, your feet. Yeah, it was a horrific month of just absolute agony. And I've still got scars on my feet. But that snow just done me in. <laughs> I had to like take Jeez. two well, days off work because I couldn't walk. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you wear uninsulated boots that never were broken in into the uh, snow. The worst bit is... That's why in the military they give you their It wouldn't have happened if I wasn't a lazy person. It only happened well, because I couldn't be bothered to spend two minutes trying to find my other pair of shoes. Well, in the military, they give them the, that before they go out and do exercise and everything else. So they break them in fast. Yeah, I... Like, props to people that can do all that, like... My feet are so sensitive to new shoes. It's it's actually like laughable most of the time. Uh, my my feet aren't so bad, but like if I get what what it was the last time I had bad feet, I wore an old pair of Vans, but I wore them to the beach, right? So it was hot sand. They had really thin soles because I'd worn them through, and like the um. The fabric and on the bottom of the shoe had started like pulling up, which oh, had then God. caused my toe at the front to be like on this ripple of like hot sand and um, mm. the fabric, and it just it hurt a hell of a lot. Mm. But I came off and it was just like it was just this massive blister on the bottom of my foot that took up like the entire ball of my foot. It's like the worst thing ever. Ouch! That. That does not sound like a nice thing to happen. No. <laughs> I just, I instantly feel people's pain when they tell horrible stories. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> First I ever did to my feet was in the fire department when I was younger. I had my new boots and uh, we were out at a fire for like 48 hours off and on. Um, and no matter how good your boots are, even if they're old or broken in uh, or brand new, if you're on your feet for that long, sweating and everything, bad things happen to your feet. God. Yeah. Imagine. I got out at the fire department after we got back from the fire, and literally, everybody's taking off their boots. It smelled like we all came out of the swamps in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. God. I recently... Everybody getting boot rot. Uh, I went to Crete on holiday for a week, and I brought these really lovely shoes with me. And they're just sort of like my casual, sort of like I can wear them to work or I can wear them with a nice outfit. And where I was sweating so much whilst I was on holiday, they now just, whenever I take them off, they automatically just stink out a room and it's oh. absolutely awful. It you got to powder them. Wanna cry. I know, I need to sort it out, but as we've made very aware, I have a laziness issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I powder my boots at least twice a week. Oh, that is that is a lot of effort to go to. Well, I'm also diabetic, so I got to watch my feet like a fiend. Uh, oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, that does. I am um, different than just a lazy British girl that can't be bothered to do anything. You both I, are I, still I, young. Wait, your your maladies are still coming. Yeah, literally. I um I used to play rugby, but I I do still play rugby. I'm just not sure if I'm going back next season or not. And um. 
my boots, my rugby boots, were massive because I've got canoes for feet. And because <laughs> it was like winter in the south of England, everywhere was a bog. So I'd come out of a rugby mm. game and my boots that are red and black, like stripe, were just mm. brown. Like, no getting around it. They were just brown all over. So I'd, I'd have to come home, put them, like, under a tap, and just take a brush and scrub for, like, 30, 40 minutes. Oh, now, God. after yeah. playing a full match of rugby, you do not feel like standing up at all. But standing up over a sink, brushing your boots for 40 minutes is, like, there's, like, there's hell. And then there's doing that when all you want to do is just crawl into bed, let the injuries subside, and watch some telly. But you've got to stand over a sink with a bloody brush, like a nail brush, just scrubbing boots. It's just, oh, one of the worst things in the world. <laughs> Such a first world problem. You want to hear a good shortcut? You want to hear a good shortcut trick for that? Go on. If you go into... Um, if you have the shower handle where you can take the shower head off of the wall and run it around yep. inside your shower head, inside your shower or whatever. Yep. Just put your suits in there, wash it out, and then just rinse off the tub when you're done. I suppose so. <laughs> have we just solved like a huge problem for you now? Yeah, but the issue is then that that takes 20 to 30 minutes because I'm not, I'm not talking like a light layer of mud. I'm talking like two, no, three inches. <laughs> oh, God. I was a tow truck driver, and I go out and shoot fireworks in the muddy fields. What do you think? I, I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. We do have Fair our enough. rainy season in New York. It's just not for nine months of it like you guys have. Yeah, Eleven. It's, yeah, it's pretty much all year round. Oh, you, guys, you guys get one month of uh, sun broken, but it's still one month worth. Literally. Yeah. We, get, we get one day in April, a week <laughs> in May. We've, we've had some decent sun. Um, over this month, we've had yeah, two we... really good bank holidays. Yeah. It, it... See, I have to double check this because I don't know from off the top of my head because I'm American. We don't look at other people's measurement temper- temperature measurements unless we have to convert it for them. Oh, well, uh-huh. it, it usually doesn't go over thirty degrees Celsius. For... Is it Celsius? Yeah, it's Celsius. <laughs> Do you want me uh, to I'm convert that? The... No, I'm looking up the coldest. Uh... The coldest wind chills that we get in the the winter compared to the UK, the warmest in the summer. Yeah, so in the UK, the hottest the hottest temperature we've had this year, roughly, is about eighty six Fahrenheit. Okay. Now, do you want to cry? Go on. What's your hottest? And I'm talking, and I'm talking heat index. I'm not talking. Um, overall temperature, because that maxes out around 100, uh, usually 100, 104. Right. This past summer, which wasn't a particularly hot summer, we, we actually got off easy. We had one day where the heat index hit 110 Fahrenheit, which is 43.33 Celsius. Yeah. That's and in the winter, during one of our snowstorms, we had wind chills go as low as negative 38 Fahrenheit, which coincidentally is negative 38.33 Celsius. Jeez, man. Or, no, negative 38.88, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to talk about bi- bipolar weather? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, That's in the cold. past six weeks, we've had the wind chill below freezing, and the other day it hit 92 here <laughs> with regular t- air temperature. That's Jesus. Horrific. How you can do that, I don't know. The best part is I haven't even had to put my AC in yet. As a ginger, I wouldn't be able to (laughs) deal with that. Well, I'm a ginger too. I've just been was born and raised here. That's kind of how like you guys can deal with the rain and not want to like murder people. I mean, I still kind of want to murder people when it rains. No, I I like the rain. I I quite enjoy stormy weather. Um, I I bless. Every time I sent you a picture, you were excited. I, I bless the rains. Down, Down in Africa? Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Beat you. I'm um, glad someone said it. 
Would have been yeah, funnier if we just left you hanging. Walk in the rain yesterday. Not yesterday. A couple of weeks back. <laughs> My brain's not functioning, guys. <laughs> I'm dying here. Oh, uh, you'll be all right. It's not like it's that late for you. No, it's just that I haven't been able to cope with the heat today, and it's barely been like twenty-seven degrees. You got twenty-seven today. Jesus, lucky. Well, I think it got up to sort of like 25 and it felt a lot hotter here than the closest place I could get to because I live in a small village, so it goes to like the closest towns to me, but they're like half an hour away. So it's never quite accurate for me. Hmm. See, I'm in a small village in America, but the funny part is that always amazes me is how the people have this super romantic idea of living in a small village in the English countryside or the or the mountains of America or whatever. Meanwhile, it's fucking boring. Having uh, been born and raised up here, and I'm sure you guys can commiserate there, being in a small village is fucking boring because there's never anything to do. I think it depends yep. on your personality. Like me, I kind of live that that lifestyle. Like... I live like that movie star, sort of like, I'll go away to the countryside and go live in a little quiet place <laughs> and find romance. That's the sort of person well, We do know you are I super love... posh too, so. Yeah, I love being in nature. I love just going for walks for hours on end and getting a bit lost. And I can just chat forever if I'm just walking around a park somewhere. I just like being at one with animals and the world around me as rural as possible. We have Snow White with us. Um, <laughs> she walks out of her out of her place to go to work and all of a sudden she's got all the little birds on her fingers and arms oh, no, as she's walking no, it's, through it's the village. Cats. <laughs> I'm afraid to say it's cats. I I have a bad habit when it comes to finding loads of cats on my walk to work. <laughs> and yeah, see, I just find woodchucks. I've had to run half of the way to work many a time because I've been delayed stroking cats. <laughs> Interpret of that what you must. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm not even going to make those jokes. No. That's why I thought I would make it, so you guys didn't have to embarrass yourself making a pussy joke. It wouldn't embarrass me, <laughs> it's just more of a matter of that it would have been kind of awkward. <laughs> Especially because as soon as you said that, I heard Luke unzip his pants and pull him down. So that's just the word. Hey, <laughs> thank you very much. Also, this has completely ruled out the chance of me posting this on my Facebook. I was going to be like, yeah, I'll post it and say like, hey, give this a listen. Now that's completely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it anyway. <laughs> I'll put a nope. disclaimer. If you want to hear me talk I'm about I'm fine either way. Listen to this. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh Christ! It's okay. We'll we'll have Luke talk about his pussy next. How about we? <laughs> how about how about we don't? Why? Just because the subject. It's in that. It's in that crusty Ziploc bag under your bed. That's fine. We oh. understand. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Mank. <laughs> Never keep it under your bed. It smells up through the bed. You keep it in the drop now. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's family's wondering why he goes through three boxes of baking soda a week. No. Feels better. They're even more, they're even more convinced, uh, confused by the fact that he always answers them for, with absorbency and odor control. And doesn't <laughs> give any context and walks away. Literally. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh crap. I'm going to hell, but luckily you both laughed, so I have company. Yeah. yeah. So... Oh dear. Oh crap. I have like <sighs> fun tangent to go off that I was gonna go on when we was talking about the Welsh, but I kind go of tracked and I was like, I'm gonna go back to this when it's too late for anyone that's listening to this to remember what we were talking about. Go on. But, um as you can tell I'm already a bit of a bookworm. Um, one of my favourite books Nerd. is The like, Path Test by John Ronson. It's Dork. the best read in the whole entire world um, if you love um, psychology or mental health, um, which I do. Um, but there is Nerd. a story in there of... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is a story of a man in England, I 
think he might be Welsh, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and he has a condition where he cannot, he doesn't like have object permanence and he can't remember faces. And he can't remember his wife's face or his own face in the mirror, but he can remember every individual sheep in his herd. Like how? How does the human brain work that way? It's so fascinating. Not that I have a better memory than him, but... <laughs> Wait, so he can remember every sheep? Yeah, he can remember each individual sheep in the herd. Well, you always revert, remember your first loves. Oh no, it's, is it a flock of sheep? Why am I saying herd? Wait, what, what can I say? What? He's, he's having a sheep orgy. Of, yes, an orgy of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. It's either a flock Even though you two are both English. Even though you two are both English, I have a question. Do you think in Wales that they sell plushy sheep as a sex toy? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there must be at least one novelty like that. There must be someone that has that sort of sense of humour. Because I was in Crete, and on the final day we went into the um, souvenir shop, and I was going to buy something for people when I came back to England. And I found the hands down most strangest souvenir item ever. Like, there's nothing else that can be weirder. It was, um, well, they had a collection of different types of souvenir of this one thing. They had keychains and they had bottle openers and they were wooden carved penises that were hand painted in different designs and different colors. And it, it was bizarre to say the and least. As soon as Kai, and as soon as Kai saw them, she just thought, I can't wait to get my hands on those. But like- <laughs> Hopefully this, I don't get any splinters. <laughs> but this like bottle opener, like, the penis was the size of my hand. Like, it was quite long and, like, <laughs> I don't want to say the word girthy. I really don't. Girthy. I'm gonna girthy and veiny. Um, and I was just standing there and I was in shock whilst trying not to laugh next to my dear father and stepmother, who I love very much. And I was just like, I'm hoping that they do not realise this is a thing that exists. And... Like, I just wanted, I was like, I was so sure my dad had seen it that I was like, I think I've just seen the weirdest souvenir in there. And he just, we, neither of us referred to it as, as the penis bottle opener, but we both knew we saw the penis bottle opener. Okay. So referring back to the previous conversation quickly. Yeah. Uh, what Jim said about sheep sex toys. Now, after a little bit of research... <laughs> Oh, on, Christ. On Amazon, search history now. on Amazon, I have found Naughty Inflatable Sheep Doll with Backdoor Pleasure Hole. Now, oh, no. the, do you want to know what worries me most? That you just bought three of them? It's priced in dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you go to Amazon.com? I just went to, I just typed in Naughty Inflatable, well, I just typed in Sheep Sex Toy, and that's the first link that came up. Yeah, but it's probably linking from Amazon.com. I mean, there are some for pounds. There are some for <laughs> the only lady. Why I'm oh I, no! The dollars. It's the fact that we don't have a lot of sheep in the U.S. No, <laughs> it's a so lady. Lady Baba inflatable sheep sex toy. Lady Baba. <laughs> lady Baba. Let's move oh, swiftly on. <laughs> I'm just glad that's in your search history and none of ours. That's <laughs> uh, alright. Mine's fucked up as it is. Well, if you think I'm not buying him one for Christmas, you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> if I don't get one when we meet, I'm going to be very upset. They're on Prime. They're, they're on Prime. Really piss her off. If you really piss her off, she's going to get you a flashlight with crazy glue in it. Ooh. <laughs> See, do you know the worst thing about those sheep? Not, not the fact it's in dollars, not the fact that it is, exists. It's the fact that there is male and female variants. I'd be more worried if it was, so, it was showing us sold out. Now, oh, it said low stock. <laughs> oh, Christ. I, I genuinely don't want to type this into my computer. Like, and you know when you just have to Google, Google something and you just know you shouldn't? <laughs> just like, why don't yeah, I just that's walk like away from this before it's too late? Literally. Like if if I was if I had some shred shred of self restraint, 
I'd be able to walk away from this. But I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Yeah, I had Thank that God the NSA a... has no jurisdiction mm-hmm. over you guys. Jeez. Somebody at the <laughs> NSA is just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, the little FBI agent in my camera is like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's not the FBI. It's the NSA. They're the ones who spy on people. Ah, uh, it's all of them. They're all part of the government. It's all a big conspiracy theory. Don't get me started. The FBI, <laughs> the FBI are the ones who arrest you if you're an American in America, and they catch you on camera fucking the sheep. Right. Um, I I hate to say this to you, Luke, but I don't know if you found Loving Lamb blow up. Oh no! Oh, Christ, <laughs> Loving also, Lamb. I would like to know its travel size. Oh, at least it's travel. Surely it's travel size. It's inflatable. You don't take it blown part up of this, with you. And the worst part of this is I'm going to have to find these links and add them to the description of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> frequently brought together with the loving Please tell me it's KY. Our blow-up Judy doll. And I can't even say this one. Big booby party balloons. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what have I stumbled upon? I, I don't know. Jeez. I, you didn't really stumble upon it. That yeah. was Luke that just steered you down the road. You just pushed the accelerator. Yeah. yeah. There's also fuck a duck. Oh, Jesus. I use the expression, not the actual act- yeah. action. My lord. There uh, is depraved things of... you can find on Amazon. Yeah, there are lots of animal uh, blow-up inflatables to have sex with. This is quite worrying. Ah, uh, people for you, though, isn't it? <laughs> Someone's uh, got to finish, there'll be for someone... the next month, you know why. Rule, rule 34, guys. <laughs> Very true. Oh, dear. Oh, God. How do you come up even... on that? Oh, I'm... Let's forget I said those words, shall we? <laughs> how, how do you yeah, come across? Now it's recorded forever. How do you come across that? Was it? <laughs> how do you oh, come geez. away from that? <laughs> Wait, well, turn around. I, I'm I'm more interested to determine how they figured out that there was a market for that. Yeah, whose idea was that? Who? What board meeting were you sat in? Where you sat and went, <laughs> you know what would sell. <laughs> I really doubt it had anything to do with a board meeting. It was probably some lonely dude in his apartment who found a Chinese manufacturer for it. Satin bloody... Don't make anything. Swansea. Unfortunately, it seems like it is a company. Because the same people that make Lovin' Lamb... Oh, I hate saying these things. Is, um... The Leroy... Leroy Love Doll travel uh... So there's a range of travel size sex inflatables that exist there's also midget man that looks worryingly like jeremy Doobie. oh no no i didn't need to no thank you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't need to no i'm not i'm not i'm not <laughs> and <laughs> i love the caption on this box big things come in small packages oh <laughs> god jesus <laughs> Gee, oh. Even he can't save us now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a way out of that skid. So, I guess we've just got to steer into it, really. Who wants to hear a fun story about my previous relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you jerking off the library, and we don't need to hear about it again. Your parole officer already told everyone. No, it's all good. It's a different one. So, <laughs> Okay. Um... I was in a long-term relationship for about a year and a half. You can call that long-term, call it what you want. In my opinion, it's long-term, it's the longest I've had. I'm You're 18, 18. That's, like a, that's like a ninth of your life. Exactly. So, it's 18 months, so yeah. Um, so, we, we were together for a year and a half, and the first time I ever met her parents, um, we, we sat down for dinner at her house, and we'd ordered uh, Chinese food. And I had ordered some crispy chili beef, some egg fried rice and some curry sauce. And I, I was eating that nicely. You know, we were getting along. It was going well. Now, I, I took a nice big mouthful of this crispy chili beef. And her dad said something that made me laugh. Now, I don't know if you've ever laughed 
with sliced onion and sliced pepper in your mouth before. Oh no! But I, I laugh through my, I laugh through my nose, right? So most of my laughs go, <laughs> like that's how I would laugh if I couldn't use my mouth, which takes the air from my mouth out my nose, right? So many jokes I could have put there. Yep, ignore them. <laughs> so I'm sat here with onion and pepper in my mouth. I laugh and. Out of my nose comes onion, right? Now, I slam my hands to my nose. And my girlfriend who sat next to me and her entire family look at me and go, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, uh, just a bit of chilli hit my nose, that's all. And then I sort of turn my head away and get a tissue and pull it out of my nose. And like my eyes are watering. Oh I'm, like, crying. I'm like crying because it's all chilli. And my girlfriend who sat next to me like kicks me under the table it's like everything all right and i just like i went I- i'll tell you later but the worst thing is just the worst thing ever has just happened so we get get to later she's like what happened at dinner i was like well your dad made me laugh when i had a mouthful of food and a piece of onion came out of my nose and she was like that's hilarious and i was like no it wasn't because it was like ring onion as well so it like oh, came no. out and went back into my mouth and i was like no. like <laughs> That was literally the noise I made was, <laughs> and every, it was just like one of the most, to this day, one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me on like a first time meeting a girlfriend's parents. Oh, Luke's doing lines of milk on their counter to try and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the soothing. <laughs> it's the, fu- the chilies just hit me. The chili literally hit me in the sinuses and I was just like. <laughs> Instead of China white, you're using Holstein white. <laughs> I'm oh, trying no. to think of any similar style of story. Just bad experiences from sort of first dates or. Well, that's the dates, thing. I've, I've only had one first date, really. Well, two. So I'm kind of inexperienced in that. Um, I've been very lucky as well that everything has usually gone okay for me. Um, trying to think of anything horrific that just happened to me because I have embarrassed myself many a time. I've got another one. Okay. Oh, jeez. Join, join the club on the embarrassment train now. <laughs> Wait till you get older. You'll have a whole list. Yeah. Um, so I dated a blind girl for a short while and that was fine. We got along very well. Um, I didn't for, let it get in the, the way of the room. Told... Wait one second. For the non-Brits, I have to translate. He said blind, not blonde. Okay, oh, sorry. Ahead. Blind, like visually impaired. Um, yeah. So I didn't let it get in the way of the relationship. Yeah, people did if all this was about a blonde girl, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> didn't let it get in the way of the relationship. Didn't cause any issues. <laughs> I prefer brunettes, but yeah. No. <laughs> um, so we're getting along just fine. And we went for a walk on, um, on the hoe, is what it's known as here. It's just like the seaside. Um, Lots of like small carnival things, lots of shops, stuff like that. And we're just walking along and I'm talking to her, but I'm looking ahead and we weren't quite official at this point. So we weren't like holding hands or anything like that. And I'm walking and I turn and she's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? I look back. Now she's walked into one of the big green dumpsters. And I was just like, Oh my god, she had she had the um her stick and everything like that, but she must have missed it. She must have gone between the wheels or something like that. Just went, I I turned and all I heard was this. Thump, and I was like, oh god. So I went went back, and she was like, she she had like a bloody nose and everything like this. I was like, oh my god, are you alright? She's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I just took her to one of the shops. I was like, can we have you got some tissues or something and some water? And we sat her down and she actually got a concussion from it. Like, I think that's the worst thing. The worst thing that's ever happened to me, other than, well, on a first date, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. That's crazy. She got a concussion on the first date. And the headboard wasn't even involved. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even the headboard. Okay, so I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm still on Amazon at the moment, just scrolling. And I've come across an inflatable unicorn. Not sex toy, just an inflatable unicorn. But out of and its horn, disappointed. out of its horn, it sprays water. Oh, God. Now, 
I don't know how to feel about that. Because that can be used in some very, very I hope bad it's, ways. If it's marketed towards kids, then I'd be concerned. It is. It's got like a family sat underneath it. Oh no. Oh, and it's no. like that makes it a bit weird. They're all looking up and they've got their arms open and then they're like looking <laughs> looking up at this thing. Like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, every no. time you think you've seen everything on the internet. Oh, something just comes around and kicks you in the nuts. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Kai kicking you in the nuts in a couple of weeks. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Why admit, would I not I be was, surprised? I was looking for good ideas of things to do around London. Um, well, I told I you guys just... one place you have to go. Me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I apologise. Hang on. <laughs> you wish. Um... <laughs> Right, let me see if I can find this link. What would you guys do with the other 55 seconds of that minute? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Cuddle. I found this site called The Culture Trip, and uh, there's like eight unusual ideas of sort of fun things to try in London. And they had the most crazy idea. And for a bit of backstory as to why it would be even funnier as an idea, um is that there is an inside joke that I am poor. Um, and the idea is to have a posh picnic in Hyde Park with a butler. <laughs> like, they pack you a picnic oh my and a rug, and they give you a gazebo if it rains. Oh, no. Inside having your own butler serve you things. Like, yeah, they do the same thing as Central Park, but without the gazebos, because it's New York City and fuck you. Uh, Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably like $1,200. See, this doesn't have a price. So if you have to ask, a level of service. a hotel by name, so I'm assuming you go to the hotel. You say, I, yeah, I it's one of their amenities. To be fair, it's probably one of those things where if you have to ask for the price, then you, you're not... You can't afford it. To, you can't yeah. afford it. Which we've learned is me, pretty much. Now, I'm going to give some backstory as to why the inside <laughs> joke of Kai being poor. Because a lot of people don't actually know it, we've found out recently. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> we play a game online called Spyfall, which gives you a place and a a role within the place now and you, it gives one person as a spy and you have to figure out who the spy is by asking yes or no questions to the other people now we were set where was it, it was in a spa wasn't it yes it was it was in a spa and i said to kai have you ever been to this place now i've been personally i've been to one a lot of people I know have been to one, and Kai said, Kai said no. And I said, well, why not? And she said, oh, I've just never, never been. And I went, oh, are you too poor to go to one? And that's been it. That's no, all I said. That's actually wrong. That is not how the story goes. <laughs> no, that's we, how, got, that's we got an, into an argument about how it must be me that was the spy because <laughs> I've never been to one. And it we, ended up in me shouting... I've never been to one because I'm poor. And then that is how it stayed. Oh, God. <laughs> and so when I went on holiday to Crete and I found out there was a spa downstairs in our hotel, for like a solid two days I was talking about how I finally got to end this joke. <laughs> and I was oh. like, yes, I'm finally no longer poor. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, you went to a Greek island. That, that, that had nothing to signify you not being poor. Oh, it's so lovely. Like, and also, for a five-star hotel, it was really cheap. Which makes me sound oh, so Greece, they want any money right now. Yeah, like, uh, we went up on a Land Rover Spar, which I doubt anyone listening to this will be going to Crete, but I will always suggest Crete, and I will always suggest that. Uh, safari tour because all of the people are locals to Crete and they know all of the people that live up on the tour that they take you on 
And it showed us a lot of the damage that the mm. EU is doing to the people that live in Crete. It talks a lot about the culture there and like how business runs there because a lot of people live up in the mountains. They have loads of sheep and they produce cheese. But where it's not pasteurized milk and where it's not created by machine, it's not allowed to be transported outside of Crete. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because these people, like, they have loads of children and then they have to pick out a child to keep the business running because that's the only source of money they have because regulation ties them down. And it's insane. And then you get to see all of these beautiful things whilst you also know that all the sad things are going on. Yeah. But they also have yeah. this crazy tradition and it always makes me like, sometimes I'll just be sitting and then I'll remember that this is a thing and I'm like, oh my God. And it's that um, when a loved one dies, when you live in Crete, uh, after their funeral, you wear black for the rest of your life as a woman. Oh my God. So about three days in, we had been into Herakleon, which is one of the big areas of Crete. And we'd seen a lot of women dressed up just fully in black. And I hadn't thought anything of it, but my stepmom had. And um, she mentioned it to me. And I just thought, oh, maybe there is just a funeral going on. They're business women. And then we got on to this mm. tour. And then um, our tour guide said to us, have you ever wondered why that is? Because there was a funeral going on. And um, all across the roads in Crete, you find these little chapels that are all different shapes and sizes and it's where car accidents happen. And this is quite a common theme in Europe. It's really interesting. Like in France, they used to have, uh, wherever there'd be traffic accidents, they'd have the silhouettes of men standing on the side mm. of the road, like full-sized. And it used to be haunting as a child to be driving down a road and just see black silhouette after black silhouette of someone that had passed away. And they make little chapels because religion is so important to them that mm. they build these chapels so that these people can be remembered. It's insane. And it's, it's really beautiful. Some of the chapels are like, they're, they're usually only like a foot to two foot tall, mm. but the detail in them is like it could be full sized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, and it was just the most hauntingly beautiful thing to see. Ah. I love how we have gone from inflatable sex toys to talking about um, religious death yeah. symbols. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to pull it back round to stupid fucks and um, <laughs> talk about the latest flat earth theory. I don't know if any of you oh, have read oh, it. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little lax on my flat earth reading, so... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll update you, and for anyone listening at home, I'll, I'll keep you informed. Um, <laughs> now, this is the latest flat Earth claim. Australia doesn't exist, and people who live there are actors paid by NASA. Well, my So I think my brother is not an actor. <laughs> but do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, but they were they were putting on the, they're putting on the act for him. Then that's what it is. They're just really committed to it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I I'm I'm not I'm going to be blunt about it. I don't agree with the whole flat Earth theory. Um, I think it's obnoxious and stupid and a little bit sort of naive. Um, but claiming an entire country doesn't exist to prove your theory. To prove your theory. I think he's taking it a little bit too far. Well, in all fairness, the, the Muslim countries have done the same thing for Israel for decades. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say things like that. <laughs> I can say the truth. I don't think I have a big Saudi Arabia following. I think we're okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm just reading the actual article. I'm, I'm going to read it out to you. Have you ever been to Australia? Australia is not real. It's a hoax made made for us to believe that Britain moved over the, their criminals to some place. In reality, all these criminals were offloaded 
were loaded off the ships into the waters, drowning before they could see land ever again. It's a cover-up for one of the greatest mass murders in history, made by one of the most prominent empires. Australia does not exist. All things you call proof are actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends? They're all actors and computer-generated personas, part of the plot to, to trick the world. If you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. The plane pilots are all in on this and, <laughs> and have, in all actuality, only flown you to islands close nearby or in some cases part of South America, where they have cleared, where they have cleared space and hired, uh, hired actors to act out as real Australians. Australia is one of the biggest hoaxes ever created and you have all been tricked. Join the movement today and make it known that they have been deceived. Now, that is, is that the BuzzFeed so article? No, it's part of the Space Academy. <laughs> God. Oh, dear. Also, I yeah, just want to point out... Flat Earther in, in the US a couple weeks ago that launched his rocket over a, off of a piece of property over a canyon or something. I don't remember all the details, but that freaking dude is out of his damn mind. He spent $60,000 of his own money as a mechanic Jeez. or a limo driver. I think it was actually. And he launched himself into the air. <laughs> he wanted to do it originally in like December or January, but he wasn't allowed because he didn't have proper permits. The thing that startles me is only in America, would there be proper permits for building your own fucking rocket to shoot yourself into the air? <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, it imagine being the clerk. It, it, it screams American. <laughs> you imagine walking yeah, into imagine... the DMV with that in your mind? <laughs> Get to the front of the queue. Excuse me, sir. What what permit would you like? Hi, yeah, I'd like a permit to be able to build my own rocket and fly myself into space. Um. Uh, let me see if we've got the paperwork for that. <laughs> yes, we need the bit. We need the Bezos and Musk forms. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can just imagine it going as the person being spoken to there, being like, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> if you're just going to take the mic at me, can I speak to the manager, please? <laughs> the, the best part of that is that you said DMV. That wouldn't happen in DMV. That would be in like a local like town hall or something. They would go for those permits. <laughs> I could just imagine yes. them being like, oh, we got to send the building inspector out. He's got to evaluate your rocket ramp. <laughs> Got to make sure you're not endangering anyone. <laughs> oh, As I'm dear. going home at night, how was your day, uh, hon? Oh, it was okay. I had to go out and investigate some guy who was wants to play with his rocket out in the field. Oh, dear. And then no. all of a sudden his wife goes, oh, we're going to Wales? Oh, I didn't know we were going on a trip. <laughs> can I, can I also point out... That is what we call a callback. That is a callback. Can I also point out... That along the side of this article, there's the article, then there's other articles down the side. Now, <laughs> oh, I no. had to stop myself from laughing so so bad for the wrong reason. Okay. NASA wants to probe deeper into Uranus than ever before. <laughs> oh, God. I've seen that headline. Now, <laughs> the actual article starts with this sentence. Up until now, NASA has never paid too much attention to Uranus, but now the space agency wants to take a good, long look. <laughs> Jeez, you know the reporter's just sitting there going, okay, how many times am I going to get called into the office about this one? <laughs> yeah. I bet you and he's got like just, a tally they chart. They just steered into the skin and said, fuck it, all the ass jokes. Yeah. Oh, the next sentence. And one of the things it might be investigating is all that gas. Yeah, there was a follow-up to one of those types of stories about that same exact mission where they were also saying that they wanted to investigate the look for probes, I mean, uh, for black holes near Uranus. Oh, dear. And that headline was picked up by CNN. Yeah. That's Jesus. Another one I've just seen. People want a reality yeah. show where flat earthers search for the edge of the world. Now that I would watch. I think I'm all in favor of letting them go up in a rocket. I just don't think we necessarily let, need to let it come back to the planet. No, we just leave it up there. Speaking of uh, 
sending idiots on stupid missions. Um, there is a brilliant show in the UK called The Last Leg, and uh, <laughs> a few after um, the lovely Robin Williams died, um, uh, the Westboro Baptist Church weren't very oh, nice. Um, and a comedian called Adam Hills decided to say, well, if you guys want to um, come up to people's funerals and ruin some lovely messages in America, then what we'll do is we'll send you over first class to fight ISIS, who are beheading uh-huh. Christians. And they went along with it for quite a while. It was uh-huh. it, it's a very hilarious watch. Um, and it was to the point where, like, they were in talks with very high people about if this was actually going to go ahead. Because there was many concerned Channel 4 uh, executives that were like, we, we, can't, we can't do this. It, it's surely not legal to, to send this group to, to go fight an extremist organisation that are tearing apart countries, families and so much more. And this was when ISIS was at, at its height, at its peak. And it got to the point where they were sending images of the picket boards they were going to take with them <laughs> that were very Islamophobic, very homophobic. And like... You just could imagine what was going to happen if they took those balls. They wouldn't last two seconds. They'd yeah. be a reality shock. Yeah. But I just the, I don't. The... I don't get this reality where stupid people get think they're being given an opportunity to do good and they take it seriously. Like you see so many things like this where where people are clearly taking the piss and they're saying right, we could get you to do this because they see them as weak-minded people and they're trying to to have a laugh at their expense and they go, yeah, we're going to do this. And I just think, why? Do you not have any brain cells? Do you not understand irony? (laughs) Have you heard of humour? It's a thing that exists. Yeah. That's some people all over though, isn't it? Very true. Oh dear. Yeah, the uh, the only entertaining story that I remember of the Westboro Baptist Church that wasn't like a video of it was two years ago when Pokemon Go came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever heard about this. The Westboro Baptist Church was inadvertently listed as a gym. And yeah. somebody discovered that. So they took a Clefairy named Love is Love and took over the gym. Oh. <laughs> so to combat that, and I'm, when I say the name, I'm not attempting to be infen- offensive. I'm being informative in this one because this is what they did. Westboro Baptist Church got a Jigglypuff that they named God Hates Fags to take it over. So there was constantly the battle back and forth. My question is, what was that conversation like at Westboro Baptist Church where they're deciding that they need to power up a Pokemon to be able to take over their church? Yeah, like, and you know, with the name, it's inflammatory. You kind of expect it from them, unfortunately. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, why do you have to be that petty? Oh, uh, yeah. There's some people, though, isn't it? Yeah, you, you can't change it. And I think everyone is petty in their own way, but there are some forms of petty that we just don't need in the society. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't think we're going to get much farther than that away from this, so uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Cool, cool. Um, I want to thank you guys both for joining me. No worries. Yeah, you're much welcome. Much appreciated. It's been fun. Thanks, yeah, and thanks, you guys, for listening to Board as Hell. Feel free to uh, send me any tweets to Maladies of Me on Twitter with two E's at the end. Um, and if you guys want, you can go ahead and print, uh, pimp out your social. Um. Well... Pretty much, I. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> my my Twitter it is my have to little, be Twitter. My little secret space is my Twitter, where I I nerd out about celebrities to get them to favorite my tweets. But uh, yeah, Kai M Stokes is my Instagram. 
and I have Facebook as well, pretty much under that handle. And I have a Snapchat, which is Kai M. Yang, which is a nerdy reference of a Chinese name I once gave myself. That's a whole story for another day. <laughs> Don't let her lie, it's really her favorite Ruby character. <laughs> um, my Twitter handle is at LukeAustin2000, if you want to tweet me about anything. Again, I use it mainly for following celebrities, but I look at it sort of daily basis. And uh, my Instagram is uh, Ginger Ninja Luke, but all one word. But Ginger is G I N J A. So <laughs> I don't know. It looked cool. Um, yeah, that's all my social. Um, yeah, cool, cool. All right. Thanks again, guys, and thanks for listening. Have a great day.